that beautiful. She did not need a piano picking behind that. She just needed that beautiful sound with that beautiful message. Glad to see you all this morning. Actually, I did not give you a title, and she asked me to. It's God's Holiness on an Ox Cart. Okay? David was doing a good thing in bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. God intended for it to be there. And David danced and he praised and, and he brought 30,000 men to carry it back to Jerusalem. He went all out, didn't he? And instead of God being grateful, God struck a man dead. He was just trying to keep the ark from falling off of a cart. And David was mad. He left the ark and he went home. Now, what was the big deal about carrying the ark on poles? Why did it even matter? Listen. We can't be a holy ping, the holiness of God. We can't do things half right, half the time, and expect that he's going to be pleased with us. We've got that attitude. Well, I may not be perfect, but I'm better than most people I know. Uh, a mom asked her son, uh, were you a good boy today? And he said, no. And she said, what? She said, were you bad? And he said, no, I, I was just right. What's wrong with that philosophy? The devil says to us, okay, church, go ahead. Uh, worship God, but just don't go out too far. Don't go overboard on this religion thing. And I wonder if our churches are carrying the ark on an ox cart. Worldly Christians, not in, not out. Yusuf fell dead. God was saying, David, if you don't do it according to my law, just leave the ark where it is. A nation that rejects God's authority is left to unrighteous authority. And uh, now we see America in open rebellion, and Christians stand idly by. What are we doing? Well, we're shaking our heads. This is terrible, and we're clicking our tongues. God is not tolerant of sin. Churches are hanging on to a Laodicean religion that is so lukewarm that I envision God beginning to make a face because holiness is demanded of us. I want to read to you, and I'm simply going to read it, what David Reagan, who many of you will probably know, the host of Christ in Prophecy, and he spoke this to a, a, a conference called Awakening the Church. And here is what he said. God raised up our nation to spread the gospel. As we did that, he poured out blessings unparalyzed, unparalleled in prosperity. We won wars. We enjoyed freedom. We were a basically moral people. Families went to church. God was respected. But gradually, we became enamored with our wealth and our power. And in the 60s, sex became our obsession. The downhill slide began. We became the world's largest consumer of illegal drugs. We kicked God out of schools. We legalized abortion. We endorsed moral perversion. And we polluted the planet with our blasphemous movies and television shows. We opened our doors to occults and false religions, and they built temples and places of worship all over this nation. And then he said, all calamities are not judgment. True. A true judgment can be determined by its magnitude or by its timing or both. For instance, the Vietnam War occurred on the hills of the sexual revolution of the 60s. 
The 9-11 taking down of the Twin Towers allowed, God allowed the terrorists to be successful in striking the two symbols of America. First of all, the t Twin Towers, the symbol of our wealth, and then the Pentagon, the symbol of our military might and power. And then came Hurricane Katrina, undoubtedly God's response to our immorality and our forcing Israel to abandon the Gaza Strip. The hurricane did not cut across the Atlantic like hurricanes do. It was formed in the Gulf of Mexico, the most powerful hurricane in modern history, and it popped up on the last day of the withdrawal from the Gaza Strip that we forced on Israel. And it hit New Orleans just on the eve of the city's hosting of its annual homosexual festival. The September 2008 market crash, again a response to our pressuring Israel to surrender its heartland. It occurred on the celebration of Rosh Hashanah, and the market fell by 777 points. 777, the signature of God. Another of God's judgments is to give nations the kind of leaders they deserve. Our last president turned out to be the most pro-abortion, pro-homosexual, anti-capitalist, anti-Israeli leader in the history of our nation. Our answer to these judgments has been patriotism, not repentance. We were all very touched by the senator singing God Bless America on the, states, uh, the steps of the Capitol after the 9-11 tragedy. A little bit of sentimentality would not appease an angry God. We should have been singing America bless God. We thought the 9-11 tax would be a wake-up call to our nation. Christians were hopeful, but instead of repentance, we acted like a person that wakes up, looks around, hits the snooze button, and goes back to sleep. Our society continued to slouch toward Gomorrah. People my age, and I assume that Dr. Reagan is probably in, in his early 80s, he said, people my age can understand how radically we have disintegrated. Just five short decades ago, abortionists were sent to prison. Pregnancy out of wedlock was thought to be a shame. Homosexuality was considered to be unnatural and immoral. Pornography was a perversion. Marriage was sacred. Living together was taboo. Drugs was something you bought at a drugstore. Same-sex marriage was beyond our imagination. The word damn was considered flagrant language in a movie. In 1939, the first curse word appeared in an American-made movie. Gone with the Wind ended with, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What happened? That movie was held up three months because of that word. Three months before they did decide to go ahead and release it. Let me show you how far we've come. The movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, came out in 2013, and the F word was used 544 times in 180 minutes. <sighs> Through the miraculous grace of God, we have seen the election of Donald Trump in 2016. Incidentally, I believe that he says that that was the direct result of Franklin Graham's decision to call people to prayer in the capital of every state in the Union. God still listened. And each stop, he began every presentation with these words, I have no hope in the Democratic Party. I have no hope in the Republican Party. Our only hope is God. He called this nation to repentance and to prayer. 
In the 1980s, Francis Schaeffer called Ronald Reagan's election a window of grace for America. Unfortunately, as soon as his terms were over in 1989, America immediately left Judeo-Christian ethics and proceeded on its downward spiral to the depths of perversion and humanism. Trump does a lot of things right, but he continues to pro proclaim that he is going to make America great again. No one can make our nation great again as long as we continue our outright rebellion against God and his word. Our nation has gone way too far. After eight years of ungodly administration backing laws against God's laws, our last president left office with a 60% approval rate. America didn't see or they didn't care. In the last election, 18 to 29-year-olds supported an out and out socialist for president, and when he failed to get the election, they voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton. The ignorance of scripture is catastrophic in our nation. People used to know the major tenets of Christianity. Today, the majority have no knowledge and no desire to know. The George Barna Group is a market research firm specializing in studying religious beliefs in America. They conduct polls that Christian leaders listen to. In a poll just a few months ago, it was revealed that only 9% of Americans are Bible-believing Christians. 9%. And sadly, many of that 9% could not answer these basic questions which every evangelistic Christians should know. One, does moral, does absolute moral truth exist? Yes. Yes, it does. You find it in the Bible. Two, is the Bible totally accurate in all of the principles it teaches? Answer, yes. Is Satan a real being and not simply a symbolic force? Answer, yes. Can people earn their way to heaven by good works? Does did Jesus actually live a sinless life? Yes. Is God the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the world who still rules the universe today? Yes. Yes. Christians should immediately know the answer to those things. But where is the majority of Americans in the Barna poll? 77 of the Americans believe sexual intercourse between unmarried adults is acceptable. 69 believe having a baby out of marriage is acceptable. 59% believe viewing pornography is acceptable. Acceptance of same-sex marriage has increased rapidly from 37% in 2007, listen how we get our minds changed, to 63% in 2018. The thought is introduced and then approved. The acceptance among evangelicals has increased from 14% in 2007 to 36% in 2018. Ladies, that means that one-third of the 9% that we are believe that it's all right. There's only one state left where the majority of Americans oppose same-sex marriage, and that is the state of Alabama. Legality does not equal morality. Slavery was wrong even when it was legal. Abortion is wrong even though it's legal. Gay marriage is wrong even if America has made it. We are about to lose the cultural war. If President Trump is followed by another radical liberal president, the turnaround will be swift and it will be breathtaking. 
Those in our nation who want to be free to do every immoral thing they choose will rush in and rejoice at their so-called freedom. All laws made or changed under this administration will be reversed. Ground that we have struggled for will be lost in a moment. Hate speech legislation will be brought in to prevent people from even uttering God's words. It will be illegal even to say a word against sexual perversion as it is in Canada right now. Expressions of Christianity will be confined to church buildings. A radical president with a supporting Congress can change the conservative Supreme Court overnight by changing the number of justices that serve. Six times in American history, the size of the court has been changed, and each time it was for political reasons. Our Constitution does not specify the number of judges. The first had six, then seven, then nine, and then reduced to seven to prevent Andrew Jackson from appointing judges. America has been turned over to deprived thinking, depraved thinking. The name of God is used with filth. Christians are being mocked and ridiculed. Consider the depravity of all the celebrations when the Supreme Court held up same-sex marriage. God must have turned his head when the Capitol was lit up in the colors of the rainbow. July 26, 2015. What a statement this nation made at that point. We Christians have never stood up against any of these things to the point that the nation stops and sees us as a power in this age. American Christians have closed their eyes and gone about their business as if everything was normal. You know this from your Bible history. Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed in 70 A.D., and God's chosen people were taken into captivity. Israel was scattered over the face of the earth. God finally said, enough to his chosen. Second Chronicles 36, 15, and 16. Guys, listen to these words because they so apply today. It says this, The Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent word to them through his messengers again and again because he had pity on his people and on his dwelling places. But they mocked God's messengers. They despised his words. They scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people and there was no remedy. Scattered 2,000 years. Israel was returned to their homeland in 1948 to fulfill the prophecy of the last days. Have we any hope? Yes, know this. The world is not just falling to pieces, but the pieces are falling into place as God said it would. He knew. God sits on his thrones and laughed at, laughs at man's rebellion. It's not a laugh of joy. He has orchestrated the ending. We have the hope of the rapture of the church. And unbelievers right now still have the opportunity to accept Jesus. We must be about the business. When the darkness deepens, the light of Jesus will shine more brightly. We can step up and serve as salt and light in this darkness. In the middle of the darkness, we're called to be beacons of hope, pointing to the God of hope and the soon-returning king. Is there still time for Americans, Christians, to stand shoulder to shoulder for the cause of Christ? And are you ready? The end. What do you think about that? I was heavy. And it was true. And it was true. Guys, we've got a job to do.
I've been in Judgment House the last couple of days, and there have been a number of people that have already accepted Jesus as their Savior. It's not too late for us to win. Each one wins some. That's the plan. The reason Christians are in such a minority today, today is because we have not fulfilled the Great Commission. Had we gone out and won, we would be multiples of what we are now. So what do we do? Well, we stay close to our Lord. We trust his love for us. But we do what he tells us to do. And there is the, there is the rub. We do what we are commissioned to do. I see so many grim faces. I knew I would see that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I, I just feel like we need to be confronted with the actuality of the way things are. And particularly on the eve, we have two weeks before we have an election. Do you understand how important this election is? It is so important. Again, I say we may not understand wh where all the candidates stand, and we have a tendency not to believe anything any one of them say. But we have an obligation to vote and to vote for a platform that we believe God would approve. So I say to you today, because next Tuesday will be the day, right? Am I thinking right? Or is it the next? The next, good. We have two weeks. That's what I said at the beginning, didn't we? We have two weeks to do what we can and what we will. And I hope that you all will just be busy during that time, talking to anyone that you can. All right. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> and we need to go in and have a good, happy praise song, I know, but not ignoring the truth of what we have heard. Will you all stand with me?